Good morning, good morning. How are you? Good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your wonderful notes and emails, and thank you for the opportunity to share this really meaningful material with everyone. The title of this episode is Wanting Nothing in Return. Actually, there's a little Zen saying by Ikkyu. When a student came to Ikkyu and he asked, teach me, teach me, tell me, what is the wisdom that the Zen school has? Teach me, let me know how to live. And Ikkyu smiled and said, I would love to give you everything. But in the Zen school, we don't have a thing. Wow. We don't have a thing. We don't hold on to anything. We're not propagating anything. There's no wish to ask you, please believe this, believe that, follow a system. Come on, join along to, with a belief system. No, 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 just the opposite. Just the opposite. We say, come and find out for yourself. Taste this food that we're offering. Taste this dish. If it tastes good, if you digest it well, it'll go right into your body and it will nourish you. And you, your own deeper self, will know just what to do, how to live in the moment as the moment arises. Because the moments that we live, they all arise on their own and they present different questions to us, different challenges, different opportunities. It's not built into a ready-made system. Zen training is about being fresh and alert and vigilant and alive and handling what comes as it comes. So, wanting nothing in return. What is that about for today? And I was just thinking a lot about the way we give to others And because giving is one of the biggest activities of this life, we breathe in, we breathe out, we're being given our breath, we're being given so much, and we give so much. We smile, we say thank you, we do so many wonderful, wonderful, wonderful acts of giving and receiving, mostly unaware of it, but I think it's very good to explore the real true way of giving that produces a great deal of happiness and fulfillment for all concerned. Usually we give to others expecting and wanting a great deal in return. Well, I'll give you this and then he's going to give me that and like that. In fact, we're secretly demanding that we get back what we are expecting When we exert ourselves for anything, most of the time there's some kind of outcome we have in mind. Even when we go to meditate, hmm, I'm going to meditate now and I'm hoping I'll feel good, I'll be happy, I'll see clearly. There's some kind of an end game here, a goal of some kind. And sometimes in a relationship, particularly in a relationship, this kind of giving happens all the time. Well, I'm going to meet their needs and then down the road, they'll meet mine. That's an implicit expectation in a relationship. Actually, it seems natural, but it isn't conducive to to real happiness. And that's what we're going to talk about today. What's conducive 
to the fulfillment that you truly want. Actually, many spend a great deal of time figuring out exactly what steps to take to get where they're headed. (laughs) That's true in a relationship. It's true with a, a project. It's true in a job. It's true in a sport. It's true. That's what we do. We set goals and we direct our steps towards them. I'm not saying there's anything wrong implicitly with setting a goal and moving in that direction. That's not what this means, but let's explore it a little more so I can be clearer. Because when we function in that way, when we're focused on the steps we're taking to get a specific end, this way of life naturally keeps us dependent upon the outcome of our actions. Well, If I get what I'm hoping for, I'll be happy. If my strategy works out, I'm a success. Oh, look at that. I got my goal. I took all the right steps. I met all the right people. I said all the right things. So all those actions along the way are not what we call in Zen Musho Toku. They're not for their own sake. They're to accomplish an end, to get something from them. I want to get something back from my actions. Consciously or unconsciously, we are always waiting for a return. And of course, as I said, when our outcome is not to our liking, (laughs) we not only consider ourselves failures, but many become depressed, they become shame, they withdraw. And some people vow, well, I didn't get what I wanted, so I'm never going to try again. (coughs) Unfortunately, that's pretty common. I'm not going to try again. As if life itself and the actions we take were just for trying to get some end in mind. Great mistake. It's a great mistake. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if we look at this more deeply, we ask, why are the results of our actions so important? Why do we think that they reflect upon us? If I don't get what I want, I'm not lovable. Or if I don't get what I want, I'm a failure. Why? What makes that bridge? Why do we take it so personally and tie ourselves up in knots? Why can't we find deep fulfillment and even meaning in simply taking the action itself? Just get great fulfillment, reward, and focus on taking the action itself giving a gift, smiling to someone, not mattering what their reaction is, because their reaction says more about them than it does about you. It's just their reaction. It says nothing about you or your gift or or anything else. When we can just be what's called, as I said, musho toko, do something for its its own sake, not for the result you're going to get, everything changes. This is a different way of being. It's not a way that we're used to. It's not a way that we're trained to live. We're always trained to get something and get somewhere. We're trained to take a walk to reach a destination, not just for the joy of each step that we take. You know, in Zen practice, there's something called kinhin, walking meditation. And after we do a certain amount of time sitting, we get up all together and we just walk one behind another, paying attention, full attention, to our foot on the floor. That's it. 
the feeling of walking, the breath. We're not going anywhere. We're training in just walking, (laughs) just experiencing where we are in this moment fully, thoroughly, and attending to what we're doing right now. That is Mushotoku. We take a step for the sake of stepping, not necessarily going somewhere. We plant a garden for the joy of planting. We do it with a full, whole heart and attention. When you're not using your actions to get something or to go somewhere, they have a totally different flavor and quality, as does your entire life. And as do your entire relationships, too. What a wonderful, wonderful tool in relationships. You're not using this person or this relationship to get something, to get somewhere. You're being with them fully and totally in the moment with whatever comes along. You know, when we're planting a garden, some seeds will bloom, turn into delicious fruits and vegetables and flowers. And some won't. Some disappear and melt away in the earth. All the seeds don't bloom, but that's fine. When they do bloom, we thoroughly enjoy the bloom. And when they do not, we don't take it as a cause of self-blame and regret. Oh my goodness, I planted ten seeds and only three bloomed. What's wrong with me? I'm never gardening again. Isn't that silly? That's overlooking the natural way of planting and blooming the natural way, the natural order of life. There's a f- both, both, both seeds have their function, one to bloom and perhaps the other to just enrich the soil so their fellow seeds could bloom. Who knows? And when we give to someone and when we do it in that manner, making an offering without expecting something back We feel very fulfilled and good, whether or not that other person appreciates our offering, whether or not they're going to give us something back in return. Our joy then becomes in the giving itself. Actually, I just want to say this point, when we give to another, expecting something in return, that is not true giving. It's just being in the marketplace, and it's a form of, barter. Sometimes it's even a form of manipulation, secretly. Well, I've given you so much, and now what are you giving back? That's the unspoken subtext of the relationship. That's a, then your giving becomes a manipulation. It's not giving at all. Or you could give to show how much more you have than someone, how superior you are. It could be a power trip. It's important to look at the way we give and what we want and the great treasure of wanting nothing in return. This is a really a deep part of Zen practice, giving fully and expecting and needing nothing in return, which is true giving. Inevitably, it brings deep satisfaction to the one who is giving with that kind of heart. And the greatest gift you do receive from that is the kind of life that you develop, the kind of heart you develop. And knowing the beauty of being a source of love. 
not craving it all the time from somebody else. So I'm going to give you a little exercise. I love to do little exercises which can perhaps integrate these words with your actual life, something you can actually do. I would love that. Um, So take a few moments to dwell upon who you usually give to and what you expect to receive in return. Perhaps you expect time, energy, attention. Perhaps you want company. Perhaps there are other kinds of things you might like. Whatever it is, take time to look and see what do you want from that person or that situation that you're giving to. And for now, just let go of wanting anything from them. See what it feels like to just give wanting nothing in return. The more you do this, the more you realize how much you are receiving from life already itself. There's actually no need to focus on one person or situation to give something back to you. And also, strangely enough, the more you give in this manner, the fuller and fuller you will become. The fuller. Look how trees bloom. There's a beautiful Zen poem. The plum tree of my garden, it couldn't be helped. It bloomed. (laughs) It bloomed. How beautiful is that? The tree just blooms. It's not looking for people to come by and and admire it. It's not looking for someone to say, what this tree is better than the other tree. It just blooms. And when we live in this manner, our life as well, it will just bloom. We'll become like the plum tree planted in the garden, just blooming for the joy of blooming And because that's what our nature is, our nature is to bloom, to love, to give. So thank you for listening for today. Uh, You can hear more podcasts or you could go to this one on zenwisdomtoday.com. We also invite you August 12th, if you're in Manhattan, I'll be offering a workshop along with John Mundy, who is a teacher of The Course in Miracles, on Zen and the Course in Miracles, it should be very enjoyable. That'll um, be on East uh, 39th Street. Just go to zenwisdomtoday.com or contact me at topspeaker to d- at yahoo.com and I'll give you all the information. It's from 1.30 to 4. And then there'll be another program I'm offering on September 5th, Wednesday night, on Zen, an interfaith program on Zen and Judaism. It's for all people, all faiths. It's really on Zen and living in your heart. Thank you again, and be in touch. Come join us on the webpage and leave us a message if you care to. Have a beautiful, beautiful day.